hello and welcome to We Are The Daring podcast episode 5. This one's called How I Use Online Hate to Fuel My Fire. This is the podcast for the mummers, the lovers, the mumpreneurs and you. Whoever you are out there listening to this, this is your calling to be more daring. So sit down, listen and relish in this moment just for you. Hello, mamas. It is a, well, the weather can't make its mind up today, to be honest. So it is raining, sunny. It's about 32 degrees, but it keeps raining on and off. But it is Friday morning here on the beautiful Gold Coast. And I'm going to be sharing with you today how I use online hate to fuel my fire. Because if you've been following me for a long time, or hell, even maybe if you're just new for a couple of days, You probably know that I have dealt with my fair share of hate since starting this blog in 2015. Unfortunately, this is the ugly side of social media that I'm going to be talking about today. It's something that it's really been a learning for me to know how to deal with this, to learn, to learn kind of how to process it. And the why behind it has been really interesting. So when I first started this blog, I really was naive to this side of social media. It took probably seven or eight months for me to get my first kind of hate-fueled comment. And that first comment was, no wonder he left you, you are so disgusting. And that came just about from no reason. I was just going about my business on social media. I started this blog because I started writing about all the emotions of being left pregnant. And I'd done that so that I could create a community because I knew that if I was feeling as low and as deep and as dark as I did in my own situation, that there would be other women all over the world that felt the same. And it was really a place for me to share my emotions and write it out so that I could process it myself. And it just was such a blessing that it kind of all these women started coming from all over the world. They started coming out of the woodwork to say, look, me too. I'm there too. And I also felt that I was alone. And I also really didn't understand that there were so many other women out there. And in finding all of you and in knowing that there has been not just me left pregnant, but hundreds and thousands of women the wide world over, as sad as that was for me to process, it also made me feel like, look, I'm not alone. It also made me feel like, hey, this happens to everyone. It's not just me. And I'm not just some alien of a person that this randomly happened to. It happens to a lot of people. So that's why I started writing about it was so that we could find each other. My first blog was called Single Mum Diaries. And I put the word single mum in my blog so that in my blog name, I should say, so that other single mums, if they typed that in, it would come up straight away. And and it did. And they started finding me from all over the world. And I only changed it because of the fact that I just don't want to resonate with the word single mum all the time. And it's not that it has anything negative for me. I know for other people it might do, but it's just, I felt like I'd evolved past those days, if that makes sense. And I felt like I'd evolved and outgrown the name as such. So I felt like Ever the Daring had such a bigger audience and I felt like it had such more to say than just single mum diaries. So that's why I changed it. But Look, I think in the early days, I really felt like I was going to be exempt to horrible comments because of the fact that I was sharing something that was pretty deep. It was pretty dark. It was pretty hard for me to share. And I kind of had the, had the mindset that, well, who on earth would say anything negative or nasty when I'm just trying to help people? And 
I now know they do. And it's not just me, it's everyone. And I've seen people share really, really hurtful things that have happened to them and really sad things like losing a child or people that have, you know, been in accidents or had to overcome being in an accident, becoming like quadriplegic or something like that. And people have trolled them for that too. So I don't know why I thought I was exempt. I think it was just the naivety of me going into this arena. But I think now I'm so much wiser than I was back then when I first entered this arena and I know a lot more. And more than that, I'm able to understand a lot more and I'm able to walk through this and be like, you know what, I don't give a fuck if you don't like me because that's that's got a lot to do with you and nothing to do with me. So what I'm going to do now is start this podcast off with a really powerful quote. It says, I am not here for your understanding of who I am. I am here for your understanding of who you are. I am your mirror. How you feel about me, what you see in me, the thoughts that arise from your encounter with me, the judgments you hold about me are all reflections of you. They have nothing to do with me. They were powerful words that I scrolled by the other day on Instagram when I was doing some research for this podcast and they were from a account, Emily Marushian. I hope I got that or pronounced it correctly. And I just, it really resonated with me because I think so often when you get your first hateful comment, whether it's, you know, online, if you are in this arena for work or even for social or you have your own community out there, or whether it's in a workplace or just a friendship circle, it really kind of throws you and you think, you know, is it me? Have I said something that's really offensive? Am I one of those people that's way too outspoken that people find annoying or that they really dislike? Or you kind of start worrying, like, what is it about me that's that's forcing these people to kind of rise up and hate me? And it's got nothing to do with you. And I think that that is the biggest thing that I have learned since coming to this arena. It's really got nothing to do with me. I could play it safe. I could be one of the women who just shares nothing but, you know, beautiful photos and empty quotes and that I don't come here to actually create a community. I'm more come here for a business and to earn money and they would still hate me. It wouldn't matter what I did, what I did because they're just looking for someone who is confident within themselves that they can kind of tear down. Now, I thought it was about time that I tackle this because obviously I've been doing this for quite a, quite a long time now. And I obviously started this, um, started this blog and started this community just after my partner left me pregnant with our daughter. And I had no idea if it would be received well, if people would resonate. Hell, I didn't even really know if they would understand what I was saying because I was really struggling within my own emotions when I started this. And I was really just trying to process it. And I was doing it all publicly. I started writing just for my own healing. And I really, I didn't know how far it was going to get. But I knew that for my own health and happiness, that my own health and happiness, sorry, that I just had to get the words out because I really nearly lost my life to that relationship ending. And there's so much to learn from that. And I knew that other women out there must have been feeling the same way. So I just wanted to find a sense of community. I felt such incredible shame in knowing that I was eventually going to become a single mother and that weighed so heavily on my shoulders. I constantly thought back to my own memories of being raised by a single mother and I remembered like it was tough. It was really hard. It was something that I definitely look back on and I have really beautiful memories, but I also remember the times when, you know, we struggled to make ends meet. We really struggled to put food on the table sometimes. And I do remember those times quite vividly when we 
didn't have much. And I think that I, I felt like I was setting myself up for failure before I'd even become a mother. I felt like I'd failed my daughter. And look, having that, having those experiences kind of gave me the mindset that I, I was walking into a story that already had an ending scripted for me and it really didn't look good. And it wasn't something that I wanted to be a part of. So after searching the wide web over and finding nothing but blogs on how to coupon, how to scrape by, how to live off less as a single mother, I knew that I was going to have to be the one to change the stigma. I felt that social media was jamming down our throats. Here we are over three years later, over 35,000 strong of you. Some of you were even here when I delivered my daughter by doing it online. I I shared my birth. I, I Snapchatted my birth and shared it all out to the world. And some of you have seen me walk through some really hard times in motherhood. So at the moment, I just shared yesterday a photo of Eva and obviously some words about how I'm really struggling in motherhood at the moment. Eva isn't sleeping during the day. She doesn't want to sleep. Everything's a fight, especially sleep. That's one of our hot topics in this house. And at night, she sleeps well, probably every three to four nights she'll sleep through. Sometimes she won't sleep through for weeks on end. So it's really been a struggle. And I think that I share that with you guys. I share it all. I bear it all because I feel like in motherhood, the power lies with us sharing, not just the beautiful moments. There are many beautiful moments in motherhood that you your heart feels like it's going to explode, that you just feel so blessed that you get to raise such a beautiful little person. And that when they do something beautiful and amazing, you look at them and you think, I taught them that, or I showed them how to be kind like that. And I think in motherhood, it's important to also share the really hard times. It's important to share like I did yesterday when I literally, I fell to the ground and I just sobbed because I was so drained. I was so at a loss as to what to do with my strong-willed daughter. And look, I shared that and I'm sure I got hate. I don't know if I did out there on the, I haven't checked, but I think with this, I didn't have anyone hate on my post, but I know that quite often they'll go on their little own website about me and write really disgusting things. And look, that's totally fine. Every now and again, people tell me or they screenshot and I think that as what I've learned is that as long as they keep that on their own website, I really don't care because they're entitled to their opinion. They don't like me for a reason. And for them, it's really strong. It could just be held the color of my hair, or it could be the way that I'm parenting, or it could be something deep that I talked about vaccinations and quote endangered people's lives in, in talking about vaccinations. So I think that whatever it is, they're going to hate you no matter what. And I think that that is just a a really huge message. It's important to me to talk about things like this because I now know that I don't care if people dislike me or not. And I actually use their dislike, their anger, their fuel, as their hatred as fuel, because quite often they'll tear me down. If I am just plodding along, not doing anything for a couple of weeks, which in this arena can happen, I just have a quiet week business-wise or I've blocked out a couple of weeks just to focus on motherhood, which I'm blessed to be able to do. But if I'm having a quiet couple of weeks, then nowhere to be found. But the second that I do something that they see as successful or that I do something amazing or that, you know, you guys in my community are saying, well done, congratulations, bravo, 
they'll crawl out of the woodwork and try and tear me down. It's only when I'm doing really good. And it's only been through kind of really noticing these little things that I kind of have been like, you know what? They only they don't like it when you're doing well. So use that as as fuel. And I want to do so damn well. I think we all do. We all want to succeed in whatever it is we do. I want this community to be successful. I want the women in it to become better mothers. I want them to be able to reach out to one another, not just me, but to reach out to each other on on the post when I do post them and say, let's talk about something. You guys do that. You reach out to one another. You You see each other. Hell, I've even seen you guys writing to each other saying, yeah, I live there too. Can we meet up? Yeah, see you then. And you obviously go and meet up outside of my little community or Instagram page. And hopefully you have a really great time and you're meeting friends and mothers that are going to last and and real friendships from this. So that is, that is what is important to me is to be doing something that really matters. And look, people aren't going to like it. So when I see, when I'm doing well and someone comes and says something vile to me, generally they do it via DM. They'll say something like, you know, oh, you shouldn't be taking time away from your child, or they'll say even really nastier things. I always use that to fuel me because they only hate on me when I'm being successful. If I'm quiet, not doing much, they're quiet. But the second that they see me doing something, they're like, oh, hang on a second. It's almost like they've got a little radar. Hang on, let's go and try and tear her down. So it just makes me want to do better. It really gives me that fuel to be like, you know what? Fuck you. You Wait till you see what I do next. Wait till you see what I'm going to do here. You just wait. And it really does. It fuels me. And I just keep thinking like, you know what? Hate me. Hate me if you want, but I'm just going to step over you, honey. And I'm just going to keep rising. So I think that if you are someone out there that you were dealing with something similar, which I know so many of you come to me and say, I've had someone say this to me about my mothering. I've had someone say that in my workplace and it really hurt. And I'm shocked. A lot of you say, I'm shocked at how well you deal with it. Look, it's mainly because of the fact that I know where it comes from. I know that it stems from the fact that when I'm successful, it's highlighting something that they see as not being successful in their own lives. Whereas other women that are, you know, they're strong, they're confident. A lot of you that follow me are that way and that's why you follow me and that's why you're able to follow me in a way that, you know, I can follow you back and I go and have a look at your stuff because you're confident, you're strong, you're secure within your motherhood, you're secure within your jobs and your family and within your relationship with your partner or husband or whatever it is, you're secure. So you don't feel the need to tear me down. So just try to remember when there's women out there, whether they're mothers or whether it's a coworker or a friend or whatever, they see you as a threat. They see you, everything that you're doing as everything that they're not doing right within their own lives. And that's why they think, hang on, I'm going to say this to tear her down. I'm going to say this to throw off her path. I'm going to say this to hopefully drag her down to my level. Instead, step over them, use what they have said, whatever negativity as fuel to keep you going and keep that, keep that fire behind you that keeps you burning bright despite them trying to dull your sparkle. Really use that. And I think that that's what I have done in my own, in my own little world that I've created and in my own little community. Every little hateful comment means something positive to me because I look at it and I go, you know what? You just wait. I'm going to show you. I'm going to prove that to you, honey. (laughs) So definitely that's my number one thing. Now I want to share a quote with you 
that I found from listening to Brene Brown is by Theodore Roosevelt. It really helped me to not just overcome from the people who troll me on the internet, but to see why their opinion does not matter. This one's a goodie, so be be sure to seek it out on the net or take note. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out where the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes out short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. How amazing is that? So I think that some of you might not have been the recipient of online hate trolling. Maybe this topic is a little bit foreign to you, but I think we've all dealt with someone out there that has had some sort of an issue with us and we haven't been able to pinpoint why. Maybe it's a boss who's had in for you. Maybe a coworker has fired shots and left you kind of wondering like, what? where'd that come from? That was a little bit left of centre. Maybe it's an ex-friend or acquaintance that turned on you and started attacking you without provoke. Whatever it is for you, just remember that for some people, just being you highlights something lacking within themselves and it triggers a really instant negative emotional response. It triggers them to lash out, to try to tear you down because it makes them so insecure within themselves. Now, I know within my own life that I have had it happen constantly. I have had it happen since I think probably primary school is my earliest memory, but definitely throughout high school, it would constantly be happened because I kind of, I didn't go with the flow. I was, de- I was definitely one of those kids who I forged my own path. I'd done my own thing. I wasn't afraid to be different. And I think in high school, we all just want to fit in. We don't want to be the kid who stands out or the kid that is different. And I think that, look, I was just doing me and I was more than happy to kind of separate from the crowd and and do my own thing. And I think that so many people didn't like that and they wanted to tear that down. Why? Because it's different. It's just like the birds um, in the whole nest thing. Like when there is a bird that's different or if it's got something wrong with it, they attack it. They throw it out the nest and they attack it. It's very similar in, in humans and in human nature. Now, some of you might be sitting there thinking, I've had people to try to tear me down and I'm not overly confident or relaxed in social settings. And if anything, I'm a little quieter and a little bit more reserved. Now, people who aren't feeling great in themselves don't discriminate. They will also attack people that they know aren't going to put up a fight. So please, please do remember this. They also are going to go for people who don't really want to bow out from conflict. Why? Because they feel like they can leave with a win. It makes them feel big and important. And for a brief moment, it feels like their life is accomplished. Now, over the last few years, I have learned a lot about where the trolling and online hate comes from, and I no longer see it as a threat. I remember the first few times that I was trolled. So let me let me go through some of the comments that I'm going to share with you that they have said about me. It's been, it's please note there may be a bit of a trigger warning here because they they aren't great. And look, one thing that I let's let's just pause for a second. One thing that I really want to touch base on is so often you hear people say, I don't care because they don't know my story. They don't know where I've been. They don't know what I've been through. So their opinion really doesn't matter. Now, 
these people clearly knew my story. It was written out in plain sight what I had been through, how dark my thoughts had become, that I had tried to take my life just after my partner had left me and that I'd really struggled mentally. These people knew my story and they still chose to attack me anyway. Now, the barrage of hateful comments that I've dealt with over the last couple of years has been heavy. I had someone say to me the other day, is it really that big of a deal? All of the comments that you get, is it really that bad? So have a listen. No wonder he left her. She's a disgrace to women. She is disgusting. I feel sorry for her child. She's such a disgusting pig. She's a whacked out child abuser and people celebrate her like she's something special. She's not. She uses her child for entertainment because she's such a boring fucking person. How embarrassing. Even her dog hates her. LOL. I just hate her face and her voice is so annoying. I can't stand her. Now, someone even wrote to me once and said, you couldn't even kill yourself properly. What a useless waste of space you are. I've had death threats for sharing my view on being a pro-choice person. I had someone literally say to me, if you go to your event that I was holding today, which you guys might remember is the Mama Collective event, I'm literally going to stab you. I'm going to shoot you dead. I'm going to stab you. All of these crazy threats came through. I've had people even now tell me that they're going to kill me. I've had people say, oh my God, I hope she jumps off a fucking building. The comments lately have been relentless. They've been constant. And they've also been the biggest, probably the biggest fuel to my fire because I see it and I just think, oh my gosh, they have no idea. I'm just going to keep rising, keep standing above them and keep going. And I think that these comments come from a place where they don't want me to do well. They don't want me to keep rising. They want me to fail. They want my businesses to fail. They've proved that because obviously, as you guys know, they've made complaints to child support. They've made complaints to child services. They've made complaints to the Australian Taxation Department. They have everyone that they could call to try and have me either, I guess, what is it called? To try and have me either audited or have someone investigate me, they've done it. And they're they're doing that because they're trying to bring me down. They're trying to shut me down. They're trying to silence me. They're trying to quiet me. And it just gives me the inspiration to keep going, to try harder, to keep being who I am, to speak more loudly, to speak clearly, to keep going and sharing my story and keep speaking out. Now, that those examples, they're just a few examples of what I deal with every single day. You can only imagine how it felt the first time I had someone comment about me like that. And I had my friend say to me once, you never talk about all the good you do out in the world. And if you did, maybe people would see you more clearly for who you are. Now, that comment was my girlfriend trying to be protective. She was trying to offer some insight. She was trying to offer some help to and a bit of a solution to what I've been going through. Now, I think... If you do good out there in the world, that is amazing, but you do not need to be one of the people to shout it from the rooftops and try and prove yourself so that people like you. That is not why you should do good. And I think that's why so often I don't talk about all the good that I do. A, people, if they they can either make an opinion on me or not based on what they see, I'm not going to sit around and say, hey, I do this and I do that and I help with this charity and I help with that and I help this person behind the scenes. That is not something 
that I, I feel like I need to talk about. And if people don't see me clearly, then that is your, that is their fault. That is their, their undoing within their own selves that they're not, they're not, they're not seeing. So I think with all this, I really hope that you guys have learned, have taken away something from this because if you are out there and you are dealing with someone who doesn't like you, someone who is trying to tear you down, stand over them. There is power in being quiet. When they're speaking loudly and speaking such hate and anger about you or your character or your business or the person that you are, just be quiet, keep going, quietly slay away, which is what I do. Um, Now, I think that if you need to talk to someone because the trolling, the bullying, whatever it is, is really bringing you down and you need to speak to someone who has been there, who is in a similar situation to you, please do reach out. So my email is E-V-E-R, ever the daring at gmail.com. You can get to me, ever the daring on Instagram via my DM. But please, if you are really struggling with this, which I know that people do, for some people, They've been really struggling with depression and anxiety from dealing with things like this. But for me, I choose to take it in my stride. It is literally water off a duck's back and I just keep going and I use that to fuel me, to to propel me and push me forward. And I wish that there were other people, particularly when I see young schoolgirls who are being bullied, um, you know, whether it's physical or emotional, um, I always try and reach out to them if I've seen them on a news report and say, I've been there. I was really heavily bullied in primary school, in high school and primary school, but mainly in high school, I should say. Um, I There was a intellectually challenged girl in our grade, or maybe it was a grade below, and they were bullying, this gr- group of women were bullying her. And I'd said, you know, fuck, I was like, that's enough. Like, come on, guys, like, leave her alone. This is, it's getting a bit ridiculous now. And I was like, leave her alone. And look, things got out of hand. They said that I had said a comment, which I did not say. And they then went and told all of their girlfriends and they literally, we went to a party. I think it was either that Friday night or that weekend and they gang bashed me and they fractured my cheekbone. They fractured my rib cage. I had two black eyes. I had chunks of hair missing. I had a bleeding mouth after the incident, a bleeding nose, Um, look, I was really, really injured and it was because I'd stood up and I remember my mum saying, you know, are you okay? Obviously it was really confronting to see me like that. And I'm getting a bit emotional talking about it because it was a really hard time for me. Um, but I remember saying to my mum, like, I, I'm so glad that I stood up for that girl. And I am so glad that I had the guts to stand up to these kids at school. They were known as bullies. And if you dare stood up to them, they would bash you. And obviously I didn't think they'd bash me that badly or that many people. There was about 12 to 13 girls. Um, and I didn't know that they were going to bash me that badly. But look, I think I, I remember saying to my mum, I'm so glad I had the guts to stand up to them because, you know, this poor little girl, she was she was quite intellectually challenged. And why why you would pick on a person like that is beyond me. But everyone was too scared to say anything. And even the even the kids that were in older grades above these girls, even they were too scared to say anything. So I, I remember saying to my mum, like, I'm so glad I had the guts to say something. And I think that that still shows within my personality today is even though they do try and quiet me and even though they're going to try and tear me down, I'm just going to keep going because it's always been in my nature and I have no fear 
and even their threats when they've sent me death threats and things, I've still gone, I still held my event. Sure, I was a bit nervous thinking, is that just some wacko on the internet or are they actually going to show up with a knife? Like, do I need to get a security guard? Like, what the hell? Um, But I think that it just goes to show, it goes back to the podcast I did called The Rise. You've just got to rise and be confident in your rising and know that you are better than anyone that tries to tear you down. So just step over them, keep walking and feel confident. So that actually comes a lot. That story is a lot of why I named this or renamed myself Ever the Daring is because the word daring has so much weight for me. It has so much importance in my life because I feel like in the face of so many adversities, I've definitely still tried to be daring. And I've even sometimes when my voice is shaken and I've been scared and I've been just like in that instance that I told you about, that was that all happened on a school bus and continued obviously at the party on the weekend. Um, but it was, look, it was really hard. So I really just want to push the message that if you are out there and you are dealing with trolling and bullying and hate, just know that there is help out there for you. Thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate it. I hope that in some way that you have taken something away from this podcast today or that there was something in here that I've said that's resonated and started that little spark within your own life and within your own self. So thank you so much for listening. If you would like to listen to any of the other podcasts, I have an amazing podcast called The Rise, which is all about how to rise after the downfall or breakdown of relationship and conversations with Kate. Kate is an amazing woman who is currently overcoming terminal cancer and doing it by using natural therapies and really the power of her own mindset. So you can click through and listen to those now. Otherwise, we'll see you in the next episode, which will be episode six. I'll be having a conversation with a very special lady and one of my closest, dearest friends and sister. So stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for listening.